that it's my season. That it's my season. You ought to declare that over your own life. Say, I believe. I believe. That it's my time. That it's my time. It's my time. It's my time. And I can feel it. And I can feel it. <laughs> Say, breakthroughs in the room. Breakthroughs in the room. It's yours if you want it. Anticipating. Heal Podcast audience, welcome, welcome this week. I have with me, this woman's a ray of sunshine, honestly. And I got to meet her through my work at the Volunteer Center of Lubbock. Um, I'm the partnerships manager there, as I've mentioned before in other episodes. And she's one of the really cool people I've gotten to meet through the nonprofit that she has launched that we get to partner with. Um, so that is how I met Miss Stephanie Hunter. She has um, just a great energy about her, but she um, also has a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience and, and knowledge to share through, through what she's learned um, through her experiences. And we'll, and we'll get into that. But before we do, I want to introduce her by the character traits that she identified and shared with me. So what she shared with me is she has a passion for youth, integrity, hardworking, positive attitude, and outlook on life. 100%, I can attest to that. And <laughs> strives to make lemonade out of lemons. So true. And you have to have that attitude as you start to try to start a new nonprofit with no resources, and you're just trying to figure out how to make it go. Stephanie, thank you for being with me today. Absolutely. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. All right. So I shared about your character traits and what I love about our conversation today is it really is going to organically going to come out what it is you do, but it's who you are that has kind of built this in you. You do these things because of the person that you are. Those all those things we talked about, integrity, hardworking, positive attitude, but you also have a gift of seeing Something needs to be done here. So I'm going to do something about it. And so I'm excited to talk about that today, too. Yes. Um, for more information on Stephanie, please see the show notes, the blog on the podcast website, embracinglayers.com. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram at Embracing Layers. And in the show notes, we'll have all the links to how you can follow Stephanie, get involved in the nonprofit. If you'd like support it, just learn more about her. Um, all right. So we are going to start today with right out of the gate, how to prioritize self-care in your life and what that looks like for you. Well, self-care for me, it's, it's more than typical getting your hair done and getting your nails done. I think it's deeper than that. In order to for me to uh, have self-care for myself, I definitely it, it all evolves around my faith. Mm. I mean, um, I must I must pour into myself um, in a spiritual way every day, daily, whether it be reading the word of God, whether it be. Um, listening to inspirational messages and sermon or reading an inspirational book, mm -hmm. um, even listening to gospel music. Um, that to me is self-care because it allows you to just realign yourself mm -hmm. to things that are above, things that are um, higher than what we see 
on an everyday basis. Yeah. And so when I do that, I know that that keeps me in, um, in a healthier mindset. Um, and it, it makes me, it takes, it allows me to take care of myself so that I can take care of others. Yes. That right there. If you people, if you get no other takeaway today, take just that realization that we have to have because you're a busy lady. You know, you've got the nonprofit, you you've worked in education, you have your own family that you're taking care of. And none of them get the best of you if we don't set aside time to fill our cups. And so so thank you for that. That's so good. So in all that you do and all that you're involved in. Um, I want to talk about next confidently setting boundaries. And what I mean is what those, those things you allow in and out, like you touched on it earlier, you fill yourself up, you know, through auditorily, through things that you're going to let in to make sure that you are being the best version of yourself and that you're refilled and energized to do all the things that you put your heart into. So, so where, how do you set boundaries and how do you communicate those? I believe I learned over time. I haven't always been a person that set boundaries for myself. (laughs) I mean, I, I tell you, I, um, you know, not, not too long ago, I used to be a very impulsive person to where when people ask of me, I would give of myself without even thinking twice, I would automatically say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and that burned me out quick. And oftentimes I was working outside of my purpose. Mm. And I think oftentimes that needs to be what we ask ourselves. Are we living in our purpose while we're doing this? Or is this something that is um, a distraction? Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we can get caught up more with distractions rather than following through with something that's going to fulfill, help us to continue to fulfill our purpose. And, and so now I definitely live a life with intention Mm. and it, it definitely with me having that philosophy for myself, it allows me to set boundaries. And when I know that something is going to be taking me away from what I'm needing to do, or it's going to be stretching me too thin, I'm okay with saying no. I'm, I mean, I'm perfectly okay with it now. And because back to self-care, that's part of self-care. You yeah. have to set boundaries in order to have unhealthy mental, be healthy mentally and be healthy physically. You have to set those boundaries or, or it will wipe you out. Yeah, absolutely. So what was your process? Because I, I've been there. I know exactly what you mean. I used to not like, I didn't know boundaries applied to me. <laughs> Just like, and then so then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, they do, and I need them um, through a series of events. But then I had to communicate that. So the people that were used to me not having boundaries, I all of a sudden had to communicate to them, oh, I have boundaries now. And right. how was that for you? Because for me, it's been tricky. Okay. Well, I sometimes give it a time limit. Mm. So if it is something that I actually could do, but it's requiring too much of my time, maybe I'll put a time limit on it. So yeah, instead yeah. of being spending four hours doing something that someone would like me to do, I would say I can dedicate an hour and a half for that. Mm. Um, you know, I think that when you, I believe people, when you are honest with people and transparent with people, sometimes you got to give them a benefit of the doubt to yeah. realize that 
they'll get it. They'll they, and they'll respect they will respect you in the long run yeah. because when you think about it, the the moments that you commit to those things and then you end up not being able to um, function in the way that you would like to because mm-hmm. you're you can't put your whole self into it or you know you're half committed or you end up having to back out of it. Yeah. That's going to hurt your character more than you just go ahead and tell that person up front, I really cannot commit to that. I am so sorry. Yeah. You know, um and 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 let them know I've, I've got this going on. So um this is not going to work for me right at this right in this moment, but maybe next time or you know we could figure out something else. But I think people, people should get um, a a transparent answer as far as, you know, why you're not able to do it. You know, um, I think they'll respect you more for that. Yeah. Because no one wants to feel like you're giving them the runaround or anything like that. Yeah. And that way you don't have to apologize later. Yeah. And and yeah. we, we get caught up in, in in saying yes too soon or spending too much of our time doing something. And then we feel bad about it. And then we have to go back behind ourselves and then take our take our commitment back or whatever the case may be. Yeah. It could damage relationships in the long run. Absolutely. So, that is my motivation that helps me to keep my boundaries is um, knowing that they deserve truth right up front of how much I'm able to commit and leave it at that. Yeah. And, and they should be able to respect that. And if they don't um, you know, at least you were honest and that's something that they got to work out, you know, on their end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health. I think that's something we're starting to have a lot more conversations about. There's no secret that it takes a toll. Um, Talk to me about your journey with that. Wow. I have definitely had a unforgettable journey when it come when it came to my mental health because I suffered with depression and anxiety for three years. Mm. And, um, you know, the Lord delivered me from all of that in 2019. Mm. And because I was in that dark place, that is my motivation Mm. to stay mentally healthy now, Mm -hmm. because I my 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 first marriage, I actually was a preacher's wife. Mm. And, you know, any of my preacher wives out there that's listening to me or anybody that's in a ministerial staff, you know, a wife of a minister, you know that we have to wear a plastic smile often. Yeah. You know, we cannot show how we really feel because all eyes are on us. Mm-hmm. We are constantly in the public eye when when our spouse is up preaching or saying some type of um uh, you know message or anything like that. People naturally look at the wife to see what the wife looks like and everything like that. So no matter what goes on at home, um you know you cannot reflect that. You cannot show that because you're in leadership oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So I ended up housing all of the stress that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And because I was also in an abusive relationship with that marriage mm-hmm. and 
the 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 irony of that. Yeah, that I'm married to a preacher, but the preacher that I'm married to was physically abusive to me, and so having to carry that weight, yeah. but still show that plastic smile in front of everybody. So yeah. I, I've mass, I ended up ma- mastering it mm-hmm. because you don't want. You, you want to still protect your spouse because of the leadership role that he's in. And so that caused a lot of damage that I didn't even know was happening over yeah. the years. Yeah. And so as I was housing that year after year after year, I realized, you know, my health start to fail me. Yeah. Because our bodies are not built to house stress. No. And we have to always have an outlet for that. Yeah. And I housed it so much that rheumatoid arthritis set in. Wow. And that's one thing that they'll tell you, uh, experts will tell you that rheumatoid arthritis, one cause of rheumatoid arthritis is due to housing stress. Wow. And, and I deal with rheumatoid to this day, rheumatoid arthritis to this day. So this is basically, I, I had to give you that backstory because, yeah. because I lived through all of that Absolutely. and I endured the depression and the anxiety. And finally it just all broke. And mm. then, um, I, I had to deal with all of that. And once I got better and I got well, I knew learning from a heart, you know, uh, yeah, I learned in the hard way. I knew that I could not allow myself to get to that place again. Yeah, and so that's why I'm so motivated mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm pouring into myself. I'm investing in myself with positive affirmations every day, mm-hmm. or read. You know, like I was talking about, reading inspirational word, um, word of God, praying, listening to inspirational music, because all of that. Mm-hmm. plays a part in self-care and helping with the health, mental health, yeah. and then also the physical with the eating. Because of the rheumatoid arthritis, that effect, you know, I stay inflamed. And so mm-hmm. I transitioned, I put myself on a 30-day vegan challenge. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, believe it. Can you believe that? I I challenged myself this past month to be vegan for 30 days mm-hmm. and wow, don't knock it until you try it. At yeah. first, it's like, how can I live without meat? How can I live without dairy? Mm-hmm. But as you do something more and more, it yeah. becomes easier. And so I needed that. Yeah. And so now I feel more energized. I don't feel, you know, sluggish after I eat something. Mm-hmm. Um it's very fulfilling, but it's it's comforting yeah. to my health and everything. And so I think it, it definitely goes hand in hand. Mental definitely goes with physical. You can't do one without the other. Um, not. Absolutely not. Diet is important. Yeah. And so all of those things play a part in yeah. being able to be healthy, both mentally and physically. Yeah. And so, yes. Thank you so much for your authenticity on that because I'm, I, I can, I'm telling you right now, and you know this too, you are not alone. There are other women out there in this very, very situation. And 
thank you for your words and for your journey on that and know that there's, there's a way out and it's okay yes. to put yourself first and it's, and it's important. And, and thank you. I'm just, I'm almost speechless because I just appreciate your authenticity and I can relate to the vegan piece. I have a daughter who has an autoimmune disorder. She went vegan. She cleaned up her diet. She spent about a two to three year period focusing on her mental health. She got into some good counseling. She, she did all, you know, she put all these things into play. Cause I think we all have to find what works for us. You have found an avenue that works for you. You have continued to rely on your faith. You have filled yourself up. You know, what works for you. You've looked at your diet. You continue to, to, you know, how can I best feed myself to be the best version of me that I was created to be. And she did the same thing and she was able to, you know, she had a doctor and this isn't going to happen to everybody. I don't want to put a false hope out there, but she was able to go back to a doctor's appointment last year where she had no autoimmune deficiencies showing up. That is awesome. Yeah, it was that is absolutely amazing. But, yes, but it took that commitment. It took that. I'm going to do this. I, I matter and I'm valuable and I'm important enough to do this. So yes, thank you. yes. Yeah. I thank you so much for sharing that because I know that I mean, from a vulnerable place. Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, so much more will be positively affected when you focus on your mental and your diet yeah. and your physical, because oftentimes we, you know, we're stuck with having to take prescriptions for different things. And if you just transition to a healthier type of diet, Mm -hmm. then you'd be surprised you'll do away with all those prescriptions and don't have to live on prescriptions. And so why not? It's definitely will make you better than worse. And so I I just want to encourage all the listeners out there, you know, challenge yourself, challenge yourself 30 days to eat a healthy diet, whatever that looks like for you, you know, and you, I'll guarantee you will feel better, you yeah. know, and then before you know it, it'll turn into not a diet, but a way of life. Yeah. And yeah. That's what you want. You want it to be a way of life. Absolutely. And food can be medicine. I mean, that was, you know, when you think about about, you know, 200, 300, hundred thousand years ago, there weren't all these prescriptions. You know, right. you know, and so it so much goes into just the movement, processing emotions, healthy, physical diet, you know, healthy, just filling your body up with the right kinds of things. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. All right. And, and you've really done this in your transition. So this is going to be kind of a seamless one. But how can we support ourselves and other women in living unapologetically? Um, and what I mean by that is. You know, this is who I am. This is what I was created to be. But as women, we spend a lot of time saying sorry for everything else that's going on around us. Um, oh my gosh, that was so me. That was <laughs> so me. Before this whole transition, prior to the mental illness that I had, I was always that person that always apologized with yeah. everything that I've done. I would always say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. You know, and I even had a dear friend say to me one time, Stephanie, you apologize a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and sometimes it takes somebody from the outside to Mm -hmm. help us see ourselves because sometimes when you're in it, you don't realize what you're really doing. Yeah. It's just, it's like a reaction. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think the most important thing as women 
in order for us to support one another is we have to embrace each other's differences. Mm. I mean, everybody, there's a place at the table for everybody. Yes. And I think that all of us are uniquely, wonderfully and fearfully made. Right. And so we just need to not be threatened by each other's differences. Yeah. But be encouraged by each other's differences. Yeah. That way that we can glean from each other and learn from each other. And because, again, God has created each and every one of us special yeah. in a different way. And we're you are unique in our own way. And and I think oftentimes it does turn into competition yeah. between women yeah. and women. Women do feel threatened when women do feel you know, like they, they try to measure themselves up to the next woman and they, either they feel like they're better than that woman or they feel like that they're not good enough. Yeah. And, and I would just encourage women to just embrace your authentic selves mm. because nobody else can be you better than you. Exactly. There's nobody so that if, can do what you do or be who you are in the world. There's no Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you choose not to be yourself, you're robbing other people from being able to know what you can bring to the table because you are are, you know, suppressing your gifts and your talents and what's meant to be shared with the world. And if you suppress that, you are doing the world a disservice because every woman has something to offer. Absolutely. And so you definitely have to embrace your uniqueness and we just got to love on each other and appreciate each other and, yeah. and, you know, and, and just, and just, um, just be comfortable in who we are. And then in any of those areas that we fall short in, you can always do research and, and look things up. That's going to allow you to improve in those areas and then continue to strengthen the areas that you're strong in. Yeah. But I've learned to not take myself too seriously, mm-hmm. you know, especially with me coming from a background of abuse. Yes. Because those words for a while, you know, can, or for, I mean, it, it just depends. You got to constantly battle those words. It's, it's like broken record in your head. Mm-hmm. Those words that you hear that significant others say to you, yeah. and you got to fight that off by realizing I am smart. I am beautiful, you know? And so you have to say the opposite of what is in your head sometimes yeah. to, to be able to build your own self up. And so that is my motivation, yeah. you know, in order to continue to support women and, um, and not take myself seriously and improve in the areas that I know that I need improvement on without being so hard on myself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Stepping into our purpose, you know, just authentically and apologetically, Thank you so much. So, oh, <laughs> I knew this would be, I knew this is, I knew this is going to be one of those episodes, people where you just stop and I'm like, oh, I want to hear that again. So good. <laughs> so good. All right. How have you learned to, or how do you grow and it's called growing out of expectations. But what I mean by that is living out of your own expectations rather than others around you. 
that they either, with your permission or without your permission, have it right. imposed upon you. Right. I think, um, again, I, I'll go back to my background. Um, I've done that before. I've done it to where I tried to fulfill the expectations of others. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, you become unhappy mm-hmm. because you're not your authentic self. Exactly. And so it takes you to go through that mm-hmm. to realize, hey, I don't like how this feels mm-hmm. because I'm not being true to myself. And then once you realize, OK, this makes me happy. This is my true self. Then you won't feel like you are doing anything wrong. You 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 owe it to yourself. Yeah. You know, um, you definitely owe it to yourself to do what it was meant for you to do. And um, and that and that's that's my drive. I mean, after coming from that dark place, that's how I that's how I'm able to step into a place where I do. I mean, I just basically have a. a you know, thought to where I stick with what pleases God. Mm-hmm. That's what I stick with. Do, do is what I'm doing, please God. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Because people are fickle and whatever you do one minute, they may like it. And then next week they don't like it. Yeah. So if, if we, we cannot live a life to try to, please man all the time. And that was something that I struggled with prior to me being mentally ill was that I was a people pleaser. Yeah. And I always aimed to try to, to make everybody around me happy. Well, and there's I think nobody going to be happy. Well, and I think in the, especially during your time as a preacher's wife, you're in, you live in a fishbowl. I mean, Absolutely. and you're kind of, I think there's a lot of, preacher spouses out there that would say the same thing that you're you're just in that mode of keeping everybody happy congregation happy people happy community happy everybody's watching and so I think that it that's this is a place that a lot of people in that position land so I appreciate you sharing about that right and I I think that people need to see that you're human you know (laughs) you know and and oftentimes we we want to be superwoman and appear like we're untouchable and everything like that. I it's I think it's you can re, if you can relate you can relate more to people when you're able to be transparent at times. Yeah. You just have to use wisdom on when that needs to be yeah. and who to be transparent with. Yeah. You know, cuz unfortunately you can't be transparent with everybody. No. However, you know, don't you can't live a, a being a facade, like you're untouchable either. Yeah. So um, you benefit more people. Um, it benefits more people when you're able to be transparent yeah. and and show them, you know, hey, this is me. You know, my expectations of myself is this, and I'm not going to go beyond that because it's my season to do this. You yeah. know. Yeah. And um. And at the end of the day, as long as you go home and able to lay your head down and have a sense of peace, mm-hmm. then you know that you're in the right place. Yeah. But when you go to bed and you have unrest and you just 
cannot get any peace, then you know, something's got to change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Accepting the layered aspects of ourselves. And what I mean about that is, and you've talked about some tough stuff today. You know, we, I got here through tough stuff I went through and decided we need to be talking about this. We need to be having these conversations. We tend to want to just show the Instagram. I call them the Instagram moments. Nobody puts the ugly stuff up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. They put the highlight reel up. And we tend to want to just live out of the highlight reel instead of living out of all that makes us who we are, because all these experiences contribute to and make us who we are. How do you feel about that? How do you do that? Talk to me about that. Well, I, I think that people don't, people need to know that you, you haven't just arrived. You yeah. know, you you know, I haven't always been this way. Every adversity, every valley, every mountain has made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be who I am today without these layers. Yeah. You know, I I don't you know, the storms do not feel good. All of those dark moments and dark hours do not feel good. But when we go through adversity and we go through trials and tribulations, that's how we learn just how tough we really are. Mm-hmm. We yeah. never know how tough we are if we don't go through some things yeah. and we should never be ashamed of our different layers, mm-hmm. our vulnerabilities, you know, everything that has made us and created us to who we are today. Yeah. Um, because we have to grow. We must grow. Mm-hmm. Growing never stops. No. And I think that that when we can embrace our past as well as our present, it will help us with the future. Yeah. And when I say embrace our past, what was the takeaway from our past? Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay in the past. That's not what I'm saying because some people stay in the past and it causes them to be stagnant. Mm -hmm. And that is not a good place either. Mm -hmm. So think about what was the learning points of what you went through in the past because everything that we go through, you're supposed to get a lesson out of it. Yeah. So think of, you have to ask yourself, God, what is you, what are you wanting me to learn from this? Mm-hmm. There's something you're teaching me. There's something that you want me to learn out of this. And when you get that epiphany and that aha mm-hmm. moment, uh, you know, of okay, that's it. This is exactly what, because our storms are not our own. Yeah. You know, we go through things because one day, we're going, our story is going to be able to help somebody else. Yeah. And so we should never be ashamed of all the layers, you know, because us being complex is what makes us beautiful. Yeah. You know, and so we got to understand we have a vulnerable side as well as a strong side. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, things that we can do well, things that we, you know, need improvement on. And so um, those layers are important. And we should always acknowledge that so that it can help us move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Such good stuff. Such good (laughs) stuff. All right. What are some practices you use to process your emotions in a healthy way? You've talked about doing it. What are some, you talked about a few earlier. Are there any other ones besides what you talked about that you use to kind of move through things and not get stuck? Yes. I think that, you know, it's always good to have a, even if it's one, one friend that you know that 
you can trust mm-hmm. that friend that's not going to not going to always tell you what you want to hear, but they're going to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so um, I think that's important for people to have in their life. Um I, I, um, I, like I say, if, if something's concerning me or anything like that, I may go to my friend oftentimes in prayer, I will vent. Yeah. I will vent to God. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I have no problem doing that, you know, because God is not going to tell nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And so you, you know, and if you vent, you know, you, I, I will cry sometimes mm-hmm. when I, you know, talk to the Lord and say, I don't understand something. And oftentimes when I'm still and settled, I will get an answer. I will get confirmation about something. And then that helps me. Yeah. That helps me through, through all of those moments that yeah. I may have that concern me. Um, but I, I just think you need somebody on, on a, you know, an earthly friend, that can, that you trust, that you know, that's going to be authentic with you. Mm -hmm. And then definitely praying that helps me. Yeah. It's good to have those people that can help you walk it out. And it's good to remember that God can take it. You know, I I mean, I think those are two huge things. All right. So kind of in a summary, because we kind of, we talked about this in a lot of different ways. But how do you live out FEEL? FEEL stands for the FEEL podcast is the name of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Finding empowerment, embracing layers. How do you live that out? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm repetitive, but I just have to pour into myself. Yeah, that that is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's non-negotiable, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. thank you for that, ladies. Yes. Listen, it's non-negotiable. <laughs> Absolutely. Because moments before when I've noticed I went days without pouring into myself, then I feel a certain way. I may begin to get moody or, you know, my temperament change or something like that. And so um, it's a must, you know, for me to and and it looks different every morning. Yeah. You know, one morning I may just choose to turn my worship music on. And that is my time of, of getting that word into me and feeling positive about myself and, you know, looking at the things above and not the things that's in front of me. It may be that, or another day, it may be just journaling, you know, journaling out some things. And that is definitely therapeutic, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I've, I've journaled my prayers out Mm -hmm. instead of verbally talking to the Lord it feels good to actually journal it, journal your prayer out, Yeah, you know, and for those of y'all who are listening, you all should try it. It yeah. really feels good to journal it out. Um, also another morning, it may be to read the word of God or um, listen to inspirational sermons and inspirational sermons. It can look different. Mm-hmm. It could be something that's actually coming from a church platform or it can be actually just a positive messaging yeah um different videos and things like that i have to have that throughout my day i will i will plug up um you know uh put my phone 
plugged up in the car, like Bluetooth it in the car and listen to something positive. And that way you're hearing that affirmation, you know, of that particular inspirational message um, or even on your lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Give you, you know, midday empowerment. Yeah. So that's how I stay empowered um, because I want to be able to be my best self. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to contribute and because I have two children. Mm -hmm. And so with me being divorced, a single parent, I want to be able to be that rock for them, but I cannot be that rock for them. If I am not equipped and have myself picked up, Yeah, you know, and so, and that really keeps me from being drained because Mm -hmm. doing all of those things at the first part of my day, that energizes me. That helps me regroup and all of those different things. It recharges me so that I can be ready for everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. Thank you so much for that. And so <laughs> such important stuff because, I mean, I think that the culture has kind of given us this myth of give, 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 just keep, and especially women, we just keep getting pulled in. But the joke's kind of on the culture because you're not getting the best of us if we're just right. not taking that time for ourselves to fill up, you're getting, you know, half energy, half motivation, all of that. And so we can really get ourselves kind of rethinking and kind of change the narrative on that, which is being talked about more and more, but thank you for sharing on that. And can I add one more thing? Absolutely. Um, I think that we, as women, we need to not feel guilty about pausing and taking a day off or just, you know, relaxing, Mm -hmm. you know, to recoup, regroup, you know, because sometimes I know I've, I've felt it sometimes when you don't do anything, you feel guilty because you're not doing something. Yeah. And so even though you should be relaxing, you try to think of something else you could do to fill up that time. Yeah. And sometimes you have to give yourself, you know, give yourself an allowance to relax. Yes. You know, and, you know, even if you close yourself up in the bedroom, you know, if you have children, tell them, okay, this mommy time, you know, for an hour, give me an hour, you know, to myself. And then I will, I will be with you later or something like that. You have to steal those moments away. And you can't feel guilty about it. Yeah. And so that helped me when I told my children what I was about to do. Mm-hmm. They respected that. Yeah. And they did not knock on my door or bother me within that window of time. I told them. And then when I came out of my bedroom and replenished what, you know, everything, then they were able, I was able to assist them. I was rejuvenated or whatever the case may be. Even if you getting off of work, mm-hmm. give yourself an hour to just relax yeah. before attending to everybody else Yes, and set that expectations in your household. You yes. Know? Yes. So I think that's very important and that'll help everything run smoothly because oftentimes we don't communicate that mm-hmm. with people in our circle. And then we get upset when they're pulling on us 
when we just want to kick off our shoes and relax after coming home from work. Yeah. And so if they know that, okay, when mom gets home from work, she needs a good 30 minutes to an hour to just unwind. And then we can ask her or, you know, or do like that. So I think that I I just want to put that out there because I I believe somebody, I believe somebody needs to hear that, that, so they won't feel guilty about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and set those expectations up front so that everybody be on the same page and it'll help the household run much more smoother. Well, you're modeling that for your kids too. I mean, I think that's the way we change the narrative with this is we model that for our kids. And so they grow up and that's normal. And then they do the same thing. Yes. But if but if we're telling them to do all these things, but they're not seeing us do it themselves as we're yes. raising them and talking to them, then they're, you know, the, they're going to do what they they're going to follow what they see. We all know that. Yes. And yes. if your words and your actions don't match, the actions are going to speak louder every time. So thank you for that. Yes. That's so important. I have a saying is be the example that you want to see. Yes. No, a hundred percent. Yes. Be the example you want to see. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. It's absolutely right. Um, talk to me about um, going back to your why in everything you do. Yes. Um, my why, you know, I'm because I've been through what I've been through. That is my why to not go back there, you know, and my, when it comes to passion with kids, you know, I think that, you know, kids are definitely some, sometimes kids well, oftentimes kids, kids can be overlooked, mm-hmm. you know, and they need to feel important. They need to feel like they matter. Mm-hmm. And so when I, um, you know, when it comes to my nonprofit organization, Seeds of Encouragement, when I work with the kids and I think about um, the difference that I can make in their life mm-hmm. and because a lot of the kids are at a crossroad mm. where the decisions that they make, they are either going to go left or go right. And it can yeah. affect them for the rest of their life. Yeah. And so if I can just plant that seed mm-hmm. in the child that I'm given, whoever that may be, mm-hmm. you may not see the results because it may be years down the line, mm-hmm. but at least you plant that seed. And then you can make a difference in their life. And so I know I've had mentors when I was younger Mm -hmm. and it made a difference. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if somebody think enough of you to take time out to spend with you and pour into you, Mm -hmm. that is very important and it can make a difference. And that's, that's really my why I think, you know, even when it comes to my own kids, when you take the time to pour into your own kids, you know, and you, you can see the fruits of it years down the line. And that's when you get those kiddos that come to you and say, you know, you helped me way back then, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you made me believe in myself, or you're the reason why I'm doing X, Y, Z, because you, you know, you you said I could, you told me I was smart or whatever the case may be. And, um, because I know how important it is to, to make, you know, feel like you matter because everyone wants to feel like they matter. 
Yeah. And because I know the importance of that, then that's my why. Mm -hmm. Because I was on the flip side when, you know, the person in my life made me feel like I did not matter. Mm -hmm. And so that is a horrible feeling. Mm -hmm. So when I think about the other people's lives that I touch, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to reverse that because we don't know what's going on in their minds or what they're dealing with in other aspects of their life. Yeah. So if you can be that shining light for them, yeah. then it's well worth it. Yeah. And that's, that's all I want to be able to do is just plant that seed and make a difference in people's yeah. lives. And that's, that's my why that's my motivation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said earlier, people take a look at the show notes and the sources to learn more about her nonprofit seeds of encouragement. You're going to want to, you're going to want to be a part of this in some way, whether you live in Lubbock or you're somewhere else, you're going to want to be, and she'll be happy to have your support. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, We're coming down to the end here. So I've got a rapid fire. First of all, name five activities that nourish you. Five activities that nourish me. Um, I, I enjoy quality time with my kids mm. because you can't get that time back. Yeah. So, so quality time with my kids, um, taking a vacation. I know that's hard to say with the pandemic and everything. Some things yeah. are limited, but what nourishes me is just taking in nature mm. and going to places that, you know, where you can just look upon God's creation. Yeah. You know, that, that really nourishes me, nourish my spirit. Um, you know, as I've said before, I mean, let me make, let me keep track. I'm giving you five. So (laughs) I've got (laughs) quality time with my kids, um, breathtaking, uh, vacation, um, with nature, um, inspirational readings, Mm. like books, Mm -hmm. inspirational sermons, Mm -hmm. and gospel music. I enjoy that. So that's nourishing me from a spiritual aspect. So um, that's just where my mind is at. I know I could have said food or something like that, but I'm I'm thinking from a spiritual aspect. That's that's what nourishes me. Absolutely. Well, and I love how you have that solid, like, because what nourishes people is different for everybody. You know what yours is. You know what you need to fill you up. And that's, I love that. Um, five words on how you want to feel the next six months. I want to feel productive. Mm. I want to feel competent mm. in what I do. I want to feel blessed. Mm. I want to feel energized. Mm-hmm. And I want to feel wiser. Mm. (laughs) Very good. Well, I can tell you those five words. I felt all of those with you today. And I know our audience is going to feel those too. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for your time. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. I'm so honored that you took the time. You're a busy lady. You've got a lot going on. Um, So I really appreciate that. Again, check out more information about Stephanie on embracinglayers.com. Follow us on at Embracing Layers. We'll be highlighting um, things that she's involved with through that as well. 
And um, again, I know this is one of those episodes that you're going to go back and want to listen to again, because there's so much good stuff in it. But thank you so much, my dear friend, for being with me today. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. And y'all and the podcast audience have a great week. Thanks for being with us and take care. God's about to blow your mind.